Yes, you have been serving Lucifer. We know this. That's why we're persecuted. The Christians are so bewitched, and the bewitched is Lucifer in their mind. 33 degrees of witchcraft, white magic, appearance of good Christianity, appearance of good Jesus Christ, but it's not Jesus Christ, it's Satan. That's what's wrong. <laughs> That's what's wrong with America. That's what's wrong with a bunch of Pharisees. You ever bring a bunch of Pharisees into the glory of God? It's like a snake pit. Every day I've been doing it for 10 years. They go completely crazy. Crazy in a murderous rage. Oh, this one time I went to a Holy Spirit conference. You know, and I'd be like, well, it's a Holy Spirit conference. Surely, you know, they'll love the Holy Spirit, the messianic anointing I walk in. Sure enough, they called the sheriff's department on all of us. Ten of us were in ecstasy. Meanwhile, in their strange fire, they're bouncing around beach balls. That pastor died of cancer last year. And that church closed its doors last year. North Heights Lutheran Church. Minneapolis. Right up here. Yep. Dead and buried. Bye. That's what happens when you attack the Messianic anointing. And trust me, God rejoices not in the destruction of the wicked, these blasphemers in charismatic white magic. They think they're right. Oh my God, it's all I've ever known is charismania. Surely there can't be more than my little click. I went to Hogwarts, buddy. Look at my prayer badge. Treasure hunting professional. You're a demon. You don't even know the ways of God. The top of the mountain is so different than the top of your human systems that they persecute it and call it the devil every day. Ecstasy, rapture, 33rd degree grace on the top of Mount Zion is unknown to the charismatic church right now. But I tell you the truth, the top of the mountain will flood all the earth. The glory is coming and it will drown all your human systems. It will 100% shut down your humanity. You'll become completely dysfunctional. You'll say like Job, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Where is he slaying you? In your soul. He will slay your soul, your human soul, so that your human soul becomes a divine possessed soul called a living creature. Whoa, what? A living creature? Isn't that an angel, bro? No. Second Corinthians 5.17, if you're born again, you're a new creature that's alive, energized, active in Christ. Old things have passed, all things are new. Everyone born again is a living creature. Second Corinthians 5.17, it is written. What's your problem? You think you're still human. Religion has bewitched you to keep you human, to not go all the way in the angelic of Christ. Well, is Christ an angel? No, Christ is a transfigured son of God, a living being. And if you read the Amplified in Luke, it says, they are the angel-like sons of God. Angel-like. Like because our bodies are transfigured, our brains are transfigured. Well, not mine right now, but my Lord's is, Jesus Christ. I'm just connected to the vine and bearing much fruit. Don't judge me. You know? We're well on our way. That's for sure. You know, I think... I bring his message every day, and just, it's awesome. We're having such a good time. This is the most encouragement we've ever had because it's the most people beginning to be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. Not interested in your works. Even animals can do works, you know? 
if it was about works, we wouldn't have needed a new covenant. The whole old covenant was works, 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 works. Every, everyone working. You know, the new covenant is, let's see what Christ can do, the hope of glorious things. Sick and tired of animal works, animal energy, animal blood, animal flesh. Let's see what the divine flesh can do, the divine blood can do. Since it's a divine blood covenant and not an animal blood covenant, we're not in an animal old covenant, we're in a divine new covenant. The old covenant was animal sacrifice, yeah? So you don't need your animal minds anymore. We have the divine mind of Christ. God was saying to me today about the ten lepers, which represents sinners, and we're all sinners saved by grace. It's true. You know, you never get too high and mighty and so spiritual and revelatory and prophetic and apostolic and glorious that you're not a sinner saved by grace. In fact, you become the greatest of all sinners, the most desperate of His grace. You begin to walk in 33 degree grace. And these ten lepers in the scriptures represent all sinners. And you've, you're washed. Here's the Messiah. The Word of God washes you. But guess what? Nine went and did their own thing. They were cool with fire insurance, bro. I'm cool that I'm saved. I know when I die and go to heaven, I'll be saved, but you'll have no rewards because you've lived for yourself. The one guy that went back to him got the greatest gift of all time. You know what he got? This is what God said to me today. He got the mind of Christ. And that's what's wrong with everybody. You get cleansed, you get forgiven, you get born again, you have an awesome experience, and it's real. It's super real. It's the realest thing ever. You know, and you stop jerking off to porn, and you stop sleeping around, carousing in drunkenness and drugs and alcohol, and you re repent of your rebellion. Awesome. Seriously, God rejoices in that. My son was dead, but now he's alive. Younger prodigals. Amen. Problem is, we need to go back to Jesus after we're washed, because that one leper that went back got the greatest gift. The greatest gift wasn't the forgiveness of sin. The greatest gift was the mind of Christ. And almost nobody, after they're born again, goes to the Master, lays their whole life down at His feet for the greatest gift, the mind of Christ. I will be transfigured by the renewing of my mind. And that's what's wrong with all these infants in Christ. Not a single one of them has the mind of Christ. What's the mind of Christ? The crown of glory. The unfading glory. You have the seven spirits of God like blow torches through your brain all the time and it's coming into the natural dimension and people treat you exactly how they feel towards God the Father every day. It's called the testimony of Jesus, not our testimony. The spirit of prophecy is the mind of Christ and I've sacrificed my testimony, my life experience, my consciousness, my mind, my humanity like a barn fire so I can have the mind of Christ, the testimony of Jesus, the walk of Christ, the walk of Jesus. Who cares about our lives? I mean, our lives are rubbish. Yeah, you're a sinner saved by grace. We're going to celebrate a human being. I'm not celebrating a human being. What are we, celebrities? What are we, Babylonian? You know, look at you can do in your own human effort. What are you, an old covenant Christian? You're not celebrated. Christ is celebrated. I celebrate the testimony of Jesus and the testimony of Jesus alone. That one out of ten leper, that sinner that's been forgiven and washed, that came back and gave his whole soul to the Messiah. So he could be great in the kingdom. That person is not bewitched. That person is not a worker of iniquity, a doer of their own thing. 
that person is great in the kingdom of heaven forever. And that, that's the only people I mess with. You know, and that's why it's like one out of ten people even stick around a week. You know, nine out of ten Christians, they do not want the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ will cost you your humanity. It will cost you your consciousness. It will cost you your life, your family. The mind of Christ will cost you everything that's you. And who wants to give up themselves? I mean, you gotta be like a sick, sick, desperate, dead person to want to give up your entire mind for a foreign entity to come in and possess you and take you over. You gotta be a little sick and demented. You do. The healthy don't think they need a doctor. The sick and demented. Well, we know we need a doctor. And I tell you the truth, I was so sick. I lived in a permanent acid trip when I was age 18. They court ordered me to Minnesota Teen Challenge for drugs and alcohol and violence. This is so sick, man. Permanent LSD trip. Tracers everywhere. I mean, I'd lost my mind. I dropped out of high school. I'd been expelled out of my fourth high school. In and out of juvie. It's true. Got out of juvie because my dad was in Vietnam with the guy that ran the juvie. And they're like, oh, well, no wonder why your kid's so screwed up. You know, I can't believe you still haven't blown your head off with a gun in your mouth. We'll let your kid out. You know, because it's just everything's so screwed up, so much death, so much hell, so much alcoholism. I mean, it's just, this life is an absolute nightmare apart from the anointing. And so it's like, well, you experience that much hell and death on earth every day. You've got to fill it with drugs and alcohol. I mean, I can't even deal with this. This is hell. This is a living hell. Every day of my life, a living hell and a nightmare. Got to fill it with drugs. Fill it with something. Age 18 just sent me into Teen Challenge. My friend's advice to me were, don't become a Bible thumper. I was like, what? You know, I'm not going to milk this system. I'm not becoming a Bible thumper. Well, I became a Bible thumper. I got so consumed by the Holy Ghost. They told me they'd have to hold me down at night. I'd be peeing and pooping on the floor. Uh, for the first three months, they'd have people, like security guards, on lockdown around my room because the demons would take over my body every single night. They'd have to hold me down. I'd be screaming. They couldn't have me around other people. I'd be, it just, absolute nightmare. All the deliverance for the first three months. You know, and I wouldn't remember. I'd wake up the next morning and be like, why are they looking at me weird? You don't remember what happened last night? I'm completely demon-possessed, like the Gadarene demoniac. I don't even know where I'm at, what's going on. I filled my life with so much drugs and alcohol and sexual morality. It was this absolute, total darkness. I didn't even see in color anymore. I was so far gone in death. When the scales fell off my eyes, October 15th of 1999, I felt what scales, literally. And I didn't know anything about Paul back then. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know anything about Christianity. <laughs> it was totally unchristian. But I felt these scales fall off my eyes. Couldn't open my eyes because it was so bright. When I finally could open my eyes, I saw green for the first time. I had, I had never even seen green before. I didn't even know there was a color green. Your soul can be so far gone in darkness and death and Satan that you don't even see in color anymore, just black and white, like a sorcerer of black and white magic, just gone like the devil with snake eyes.
just red dragon eyes. And I'm telling you, God has brought me back from that state of death. And you know, when He saves you, you go back, you know, oh, you forgive my sins. You know, they want, told me to go be a businessman. That's what everyone in my family said. Be a businessman. You could take your mind and make millions of dollars. That's all the voices. And I'm like, nah. I, it's not about money. I don't go to Bible college. I'm going to be a pastor. I don't even care. This was 19 years ago, 18 years ago. You know, it's like, <laughs> screw everything. You know, I got so delivered, filled the Holy Ghost, Shandaravakandari, sovereignly baptized in the Holy Spirit three months after deliverance every day, after they behold me down every night. Never heard of tongues my entire life. You know, my only exposure to Christianity was Catholicism. Their whole, you know, and I'm just laying there on this bed and I felt waves of peace begin to billow through me and Shandaravakandari, Yadaravakandari, Vakshikiri, Yadaravakandari, I was like, oh my God. I was so pissed off. I was so angry that this had been hidden from me my whole life and I turned to drugs and alcohol because I've been sincerely looking for the meaning of life. No one had ever shown me the power of God, the glory of God, the signs and wonders of God, the Father. No one was walking. I just saw religion, Christian idiots. They were not having fun, just legalists. You know, and I was witnessed to constantly because I was the worst kid in all the high schools I went to. And they were always trying to bring me into their church. You know, I'd be working the espresso bar in South Lake Tahoe, you know, California. <laughs> and they'd be coming up to me with tracks, <laughs> witnessing to me. I got witnessed to so much. And it was like, I even, this church camp this one time in South Lake Tahoe when I was living there. I was 14, 15 years old. This camp of Christians came and they kind of like adopted me for a few days. And I went to their little Bible camp and I went into the woods to them. And I'm like, man, this is the boringest, dumbest thing I've ever seen. I said, if you don't change this music right now, and I said, it's going to play Metallica, the next three songs. And they say, hmm? As, and, and this is me walking in my prophetic gift before I'm even a Christian, so showing these Christians that I was more prophetic and gifted in everything that they believed in before I was even Christian. I said, Metallica's going to play the next three songs. Metallica played the next three songs. Never heard it on the rock station in South Lake Tahoe. These kids just let me out of the side of the car. It's true. They pulled over and they just let me out and walked to the casinos. I was at the arcades every day, man. It was the funnest thing ever. I was like, why would I want to join you? You guys are boring, dull. I have a million times more fun. Until I got into the glory of God at age 18, just raptured. I mean, it was all a lie. Religion's the biggest lie. I mean, you're better off being a younger prodigal than an older prodigal. And I've been doing this thing, and I hate all sin equally. Trust me, it's all death. It's all a lie. But I have done this thing amongst millions of people for broadcasting 10 years in 195 nations. The younger prodigals are a million times better off than the older prodigals. That self-righteous religious thing in the brain is the maximum amount of death and cursed and dead you can get in the universe. That's the maximum wickedness that Satan and his angels have. And I've just been looking at this thing, this goat, every day of ministry, you know, for 12 years full time. And since I've been born again, I've been looking at it for 19. And that goat, which is the carnal mind of self-righteousness, the religious mind of Lucifer, in every single Christian's mind, is the maximum height of wickedness. It's literally the murder of Cain in a false light spectrum that only pretends to be the Holy Spirit. That's what that is. 
that goat thing in the mind that it's all the Christian information. You can even for a half hour a day, do your little devotionals, you know, go to do be the best good you you can be. But it ain't the mind of Christ. The reason why these millions of Christians don't have the mind of Christ is because of that Luciferian counterfeit in their minds. And we're dealing with it. That's what we're dealing with this season. I tell you the truth. Dealing with that thing in your mind is the great awakening. Dealing with that religiosity and that carnality, the carnal mind the wars against the spirit. Dealing with that 33 degree witchcraft counterfeit Jesus Christ that's an antichrist blasphemous name of self-effort and strange fire in everyone's foreheads. Dealing with that is the great awakening of the USA. Oh, and every single person in every good church in the USA has that thing in their mind. Trust me, there's no exception. You cannot be a good church person and not have the mark of the beast. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't exist. You have to be an overcomer on the top of the mountain, transfigured by the renewing of your mind to have the mind of Christ. Everyone that hasn't overcome the world has the mark of the beast. doesn't mean they're not saved. That means they're not transfigured in their mind. They don't have the mind of Christ. Even in the Bible, only one out of ten, you know, that walked with Jesus had the mind of Christ. What do you think Pentecost is? They didn't have the mind of Christ. They were cowering in fear, cringing, fawning fear in the upper room. Doors locked. Roman soldiers, they're going to crucify us. They're going to kill us. And then, rushing tongues of fire come in, and they have the mind of Christ, and Peter stands up, drunk on the Holy Ghost, and proclaims, this is the Holy Spirit. I have the mind of Christ now. You can't do anything apart from the mind of Christ. Peter couldn't even preach one sermon. He'd been with the Messiah face to face for three years, and he's cowering in fear. Problem is, most of y'all are zealous in strange fire, and you're not zealous in glory fire. You don't even have the mind of Christ, and you're preaching witchcraft. Most Christians are false teachers. Why? Because they don't have the mind of Christ, and they're in positions of leadership. Because this is Babylon the Great, and his potent sorcery has deceived the whole world, every nation. We have the majority of church leaders that are carnal-minded, that are preaching, teaching, and prophesying witchcraft in the whole world right now. That's the current condition accurately from the throne room company of the White Eagle. I tell you the truth. That's accurate. That's not an exaggeration going too far. That's accurate. And what needs to happen here is everyone get the mind of Christ and have the witchcraft blowtorched out of their mind. Well, how will you know? Well, instead of a pale horse, you'll have a white horse. Instead of knowledge, you'll have life. Instead of doo-doo, voodoo, strange fire, temptations of Satan to perform in a religious spirit, you'll have rest. You'll have peace. Labor to enter the rest, it is written. This is another thing the Lord's dealing with. The temptations of Satan to Jesus Christ. What were they? They were not sexual morality. Not a single one was lust. Nope, no sex, no lust, no alcohol, no drugs. Didn't tempt him with the party spirit. 
didn't tempt him with revelry, did not even tempt him with rebellion. The temptations of Satan to Jesus Christ were to perform dead works out of strange fire and self-effort to forfeit his messianic mantle to Lucifer. And you still practice dead works and strange fire. Are you not the whore of Babylon? That is the most wicked thing Satan can conjure to deceive the Lord Jesus. Not rebellion, religion. Do something, and here's the scripture. The scripture says the Messiah can do this. Hey, this is what the Messiah is supposed to do. Satan quoting scripture, telling Jesus what the Messiah will do. And it's true, but it's not anointed, and it's not from God the Father. It's demonic activity. Are you not the whore of Babylon? <laughs> and we are all the whore of Babylon. I come out of myself. I came out of the assemblies of God. I practiced strange fire with the best of them. They had me doing so much strange fire, I could be a strange fire poster child. Going around, sharing my extreme testimony in 250 churches for two years, raising millions of dollars. That's what I did. Because it's a good thing to do. I said, screw this whole thing. This whole mess is the horror of Babylon. Let all your money be under your feet and not in your heart and mind. The light of money is the most deceiving thing Satan has to tempt you people. Almost every single Christian I encounter has the light of Lucifer's mammon, unrighteous mammon, in their heart and in their mind, trusting in the natural dimension instead of the glory dimension. That's what harlotry is. Everyone that trusts in the natural dimension will be a good steward, bro. You know, I don't want to be irresponsible with my gold talents. The gold talents aren't the money. The gold talents are the glory. You're bewitched. <laughs> Got to get that light of unrighteous mammon out of your heart and mind. You cannot walk with the Father with money, which is a false light, a Luciferian light in your heart and mind. That's why that light is on the pyramid on your $1 bill. Sorcerers of Freemasonry aren't even hiding it from you. They're mocking you, Christians. They don't think you'll overcome. They don't think you'll make it because they've never seen a Christian actually desire the glory more highly than the natural realm. They mock you. The sons and daughters of Lucifer mock you because you always give in to temptation. And the only one that's good enough not to is Jesus Christ. And they've never seen a man or woman so consumed by Jesus Christ that's more powerful than 33-degree Freemasonry, 33rd-degree witchcraft, the killing of the King of the Jews. That's what that ritual is called in Freemasonry, the killing of the King of the Jews. And that's why there's a blasphemous name on every one of these Christians' foreheads. They've submitted to sorcerers that only have the appearance of Christianity. They've submitted to demons. They've submitted to devils. And every demon and every devil pretends to be a good Christian and a good Christian leader. And that's what's wrong with the church. You're demonic. You're the whore of Babylon. Your buildings will drown in glory. Your cities and nations will drown in grace. And I'm only threatening you with a good time. I'm threatening you with jubilee. I'm threatening you with real Christianity of the kingdom of heaven that does not exist in any human system. You know, we pick on buildings made by human hands, and that's the right thing to do. But it's about humanity. Because God is a spirit, divinity. 
In, divin in humanity is a barn fire of wood, hay, and stubble. In divinity is silver, gold, and gemstones. The riches of glory. And it's true. I walk in it every day. I walk with the Father in so much glory. It's not only available, it's going to become the standard in our generation. Every overcomer has all creation under their feet. And when creation is under your feet, the Creator will possess you with His glory automatically. And that's true repentance. When there's nothing in your heart and nothing in your mind except the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Guess what? Then you're a real temple of the Holy Spirit, like the Scriptures say, instead of a temple of unrighteous mammon and harlotry and religious witchcraft and appearances and makeup. False pastors, false teachers, false apostles, and false prophets. And 33 degrees of witchcraft that only has the appearance of Christianity, that only has the appearance of Jesus Christ, but it's still all about money to every single one of these false brethren. We deal with it every day. They're thieves. Judas Iscariot was a thief. These are the offspring of Judas Iscariot. And they'll be thrown into the lake of fire in the name of Jesus Christ. And then we'll have a new heavens. And then we'll have a new earth where righteousness dwells. The holy people shall inherit the kingdom, and that's the end of the matter. Holiness is being set apart in your heart and in your mind from unrighteous mammon, from the idolatry of the natural dimension, from having creation in your heart and mind. Holiness is having only the Creator in your heart and mind, and then you're holy. And that's the only thing the Holy Spirit works on in your hearts and minds, to set you apart from creation, for the Creator. And then you have streets of gold under your feet. God was saying to me today, Solomon's opulent wealth will be under your feet. Not just my feet. All the holy people's feet. All you got to do is get creation out of your hearts and minds. And all of creation is under your feet. As it's written, The heavens are my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What will you build for me? All of it belongs to God Almighty. All you can do is give Him your hearts and minds and transform in holiness. And that's our reasonable service as Christians in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.